Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 180 of our trek. And yesterday we looked at the first part of the Psalm of Thanksgiving, which is Psalms 100. Today we will explore part two of Psalm 100. If you miss any of our days of Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com and listen to them and read the daily journal. We are recording our podcast from our studios at Big House in Marietta, Ohio today. And this is the day of Thanksgiving, and it is my hope that you've had a blessed time of thankfulness for you. But let us not forget to be thankful every day. We are continuing on our trek today and tomorrow as we explore how to become a thankful servant, and we once again will look closely at the Psalm of Thanksgiving, which is Psalm 100. Our show today is A Thankful Servant, Part 2. Psalm 100, verse 2 tells us to worship the Lord with gladness. We come before God as a lowly but glad servant, offering up what is only logical and reasonable acts of worship. The unspiritual man cannot understand this at all. For him to worship Christ seems foolish and a terrible imposition. Worshiping God is contrary to this man's proud and fallen nature. In the flesh, we stubbornly refuse to give God the worship and service he deserves. Man's fallen nature begrudges service to anyone other than to themselves. But having been subdued by Christ's overwhelming grace, we're radically transformed. Now, we want to serve God, even to the extent of what others may perceive as a loss. We do it gladly with a sense of joy and gladness. A story that I recently read emphasizes this. Ten years ago, Nigerian Christians could expect a major attack against them about once every year by the Muslims. Then the attacks began to occur monthly. In the past year, the attacks have occurred nearly every other week. Today, simply attending a church on Sunday puts a believer at risk, and those who actively tell Muslims about Christ are at a greater risk still. Evangelist Johnson in Nigeria was seriously injured in a bomb explosion on his way to a Christian meeting, but Johnson exemplifies the persevering spirit of the Nigerian believers. While many of these Christians could leave, they feel called to reach their Muslim neighbors. As Johnson says, if I didn't love Jesus, I would give up. Christians gladly serve and suffer because they know that they have been saved by God's own suffering servant, which is Jesus. Serving God is not always easy by any means and may cost you dearly in some parts of the world, but true and lasting joy comes from serving King Jesus and sensing his delight. A Christian is one who serves with genuine humility mixed with unspeakable joy. 1 Peter 1.8 tells us, You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The psalm continues and urges us to come before him singing with joy. He is the great king of all the earth, infinite and holy creator of the universe, and you are commanded to appear before him. But when you come, come with a voice of victory, a shout of triumph, and joyous song. There is no moping in the king's presence, for to see him is to love him, and to rejoice in him, as Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. Imagine receiving an invitation to meet somebody that you've admired all your life. What would it be like, or who would that be? Maybe a sports hero, a military leader, a captain of industry, an admired politician, or a spiritual leader. How would you prepare yourself for such a meeting? Now multiply that by infinity. God deserves infinitely more respect and thanks than any person in your life. Psalms 35.10 puts it this way, With every bone in my body I will praise him. Lord, who can compare with you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and the poor from those who rob them? 
Is our holy, triune God the absolute delight of your life? Our worship ought to reflect a humble, heartfelt, childlike love mixed with awe and respect. Are you embarrassed to be known as a passionate worshiper of Christ? But as always, we do need to be wise and careful about not to judge another person's worship. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, we read an account of David, a man after God's own heart, who danced before the Lord with all of his might as the Ark of the Covenant was being brought into Jerusalem. But David's wife, Michael, saw him dancing and she was filled with contempt for him. She even belittled him by saying, How distinguished this king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. But David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord, who chose me above your father and all his family. He anointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, and I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mention will indeed think I am distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. So be a worshiper like David, not a barren critic like Michael. The second point we want to look at in Psalms 100 is, your thank offering must be intelligent. Psalm 100 verse 3 tells us, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. The great commentary writer Matthew Henry said, Ignorance is not the mother of devotion, but it is the mother of superstition. True knowledge is the mother and the nurse of piety. Intelligent worship recognizes the obvious. Satan will do his best to keep us from seeing the truth about God. He will keep us debating about incidental things, as did the Pharisees in Jesus' day. They loved to argue about the precise tithing, your garden, the width of your border on your garment, whether to worship on this hill or another. But as the clouds over the glorious peaks of the Alps, so often we are left to debate the lower things that are not really that important. The glorious truth of the nature of God is obscured in the mind of those that have not been eliminated by the Holy Spirit. Yahweh is to be worshipped simply because He is God. He is the true and living, omnipotent Lord of the universe. In the Hebrew, the word for God is Elohim, and is comprehended the highest, most weighted, most righteous reason for a man to yield up his entire life in divine obedience. Yet the proud unbeliever, whom the Bible calls a fool, refuses to acknowledge God. In Romans 1 verse 21 says, Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Pharaoh is the prime example of all the foolish enemies of God. Moses, as an old man, who had no recognized earthly power, came to Pharaoh, the king of the superpower of that day, saying, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go. Pharaoh didn't fully appreciate the spiritual basis on which Moses was acting. Each one of them stood their ground. Is that so? retorted Pharaoh. And who is this Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. And we all know how this conflict eventually ended. Egypt was devastated by plagues and was plundered by the departing Israelites. Pharaoh died with his armies in the depths of the Red Sea. This is a prophetic picture of the absolute victory, which will surely come in all conflict God has with his rebellious creatures. Be smart. Recognize the obvious. And as we continue this week of Thanksgiving, let us acknowledge that the Lord is God. And although it's a day afterwards, I'll repeat it again. Happy Thanksgiving. As we continue our exploration in Psalms 100, which is the Psalm of Thanksgiving, we are learning to be a thankful servant to the one from whom all blessings flow. 
And as you have opportunity, please encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. And we will look at the Psalm of Thanksgiving, which is Psalms 100, Part 3. That will finish our podcast for today. Remember to listen to your daily dose of wisdom at wisdom-trek.com. And please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor. But most importantly, I consider you my friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.